Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Today, I was thinking, Lord, what can we do to make sure we're, we're doing what we need to be doing, we are becoming who we are to become, walking in what we are to walk in. And I wanna share just real quick this morning a few things. Let's start with Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh shall reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers or their household of faith. This morning, I wanna talk about the system God created for you and I to walk in. Now, we typically use uh, that verse in there, one of those verses that what a man sows he shall reap and an offering type thing, and it is applicable there. It's not what we're talking about. That's not the context today. But understand, it's everything in life. What you sow, you reap. That's just truth. We need to be reminded of that at times. And I think right now is a good time to be reminded of it. For some, maybe it's the first time we're hearing something of this sort. For others, it's a reminder that God has created a system. He designed it in a way, and it works the way he created it. Things don't work out the way you want or hope when you violate it. Just to be honest. And I like how it says, God shall not be mocked. You can't change it. You can't want it to be different. You can't try and operate it differently. It only works one way. It only works one way because God designed it that way. And, and I think it's important for us to realize it, that the way he created the system, it covers everything in life, not just man, but um, you know, the leaves that fall from trees, right? I got lots of trees in my yard and leaves are everywhere all the time, but God created it so that the tree would grow and it would have leaves and then the leaves would fall and the leaves would decompose and feed that soil and then the tree would grow and have leaves. Are you seeing the cycle here? That the leaves actually that the tree grew all of a sudden feed what fed it. It's like the rain coming down from heaven. The Bible talks about the rain coming down from heaven. And ultimately, you know, if you know your science, that the world cannot create any more water than what was created. So it's the same water being used over and over again. Or there's a system created by God that the rain comes down and eventually either through humidity or heat, it evaporates and get back up into the heavens again. And then at some point in time, the clouds open up and rain comes down. And then at some point somewhere, it goes back up again. What you, you what feeds you, you are to feed. And the same is to be said about you and I. As we look at life and we want life to be a blessing, we want life to be in this place of fulfillment, and then we have to understand the system God created. In other words, we need to feed what feeds us. So as we start here from post-Easter service, if you will, and we reset things, a resurrection, new beginning to you and I, let's make sure we understand this principle and apply it to our lives as God intended. There is a cycle of blessing by God in creation, all of creation, that you feed what feeds you. That's how it works. Matthew 21, 18 through 19, early in the morning as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, found nothing on it except leaves, and said to it, may you never bear fruit again, and immediately the tree withered. And I shared this story not long ago, and it's interesting if you study it out. It wasn't that Jesus was hungry and now he's angry that he can't have anything to eat and that he commanded it to die because that would be you and I going on Sunday to Chick-fil-A and it being closed and you being so upset you light it on fire and burn it down, right? It's like, it's like why aren't you open on Sunday? I don't know how many times I've left church. So let's go to Chick-fil-A and my family reminds me it's closed on Sunday, but I've never burnt one down because of that. It's not because he was hungry and was so angry. Another translation says, you're receiving and receiving and receiving and not giving anything back. 
And eventually the principle is if you keep receiving, receiving and not giving anything back, anything back, then eventually you wither and die. Let's just take a, a practical look at that. Let's just talk about marriage for a moment and we will in our series post uh, Mother's Day, our family series. That if you're just receiving, receiving and receiving from your spouse and never giving something back at some point in time, that's gonna wither and die. Look at your relationships. If you're just receiving from someone, receiving, receiving, and receiving, and never giving back at some point in time, that's gonna wither and die. And so it's a principle that God established for everything in life. If it's living, it needs to be fed, and if it feeds you, you need to feed it. And it's a cycle of blessing that comes from that. It, it, it's important. This isn't talking about benevolence or generosity. This is talking about a law, a natural and spiritual law, a reciprocity, meaning that you feed what feeds you. You're giving to what's giving to you. And it, look at every area of your life. If you don't give to what's giving to you, eventually it suffers. Take a look at 1 Timothy 5.18. Here's Paul talking to Timothy, who is, interestingly enough, the pastor of the church of Ephesus, we got to see all that, it was amazing. Here's what he says, for the scripture says, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And another work, it says, those who work deserve their pay. Paul's actually quoting a, a passage of scripture in Deuteronomy that says, you can't muzzle the ox that's treading out the grain. Another translation will say, because he needs to eat. What does it mean? You gotta feed what's feeding you. That cycle, as God established it, needs to be maintained, needs to be maintained in our life. It, even if you don't feed anything else, it's just common sense, even if you don't feed anything else in your life, you feed, you must feed what feeds you. You bless what blesses you. You help what helps you. You pour into what's pouring into you. You don't need to be a pastor or a farmer or a scientist to understand that. Everything operates that way. Everything is a system created by God. Every relationship in your life when you violate this law, will struggle. Every marriage that doesn't operate by this law will struggle. Every family, every friendship, every job. It says that we need to give back what's giving to us. It says, do not be deceived. You're not too busy to do that. Don't deceive yourself that you are. You're not too important to break this law that you can violate it. Don't believe that you are and be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. You can justify it a hundred ways, but you can't circumvent the system God created. Now that sounds like pretty hard this morning, but really it's freeing to you and I. And actually, if we'll position ourselves to operate in a greater measure, the system will find walking in the blessing and fulfillment of it when you get things in order. You cannot sow disrespect and expect to reap honor. You cannot sow hostility and expect to reap love. You cannot sow greed and expect to reap prosperity. You cannot sow rejection and reap acceptance. You can't sow strife and reap unity. You can't sow pride and reap humility. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. You cannot sow promiscuity and reap loyalty. You know why people don't like you? It's because you're mean. <laughs> You're not nice. And I don't know who that is, just in general. I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. <laughs> is he looking at me? No, I'm not. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> you know why people don't want to be around you? Because you're mean. You can't sow mean and reap nice. You can't sow judgment and reap mercy and grace. You can't sow dishonesty and reap trust. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, he shall reap. You need to feed what's feeding you. Your time, your talent, your treasure, you invest in what's feeding you. And some people are, you know, some people are eating one place and giving another. Now, that again encompasses every area of our life. 
How can you be eating over here and be sowing over here? Men, husbands, how can you be eating over here in your home with your family and your spouse and sowing over here with your work and with your coworker and your friends? Women, how can you be eating over here at the home with your spouse, your husband, and, 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 your, and your kids and be sewing over here at the gym and, and at your activities and things? How, it doesn't work that way. And when we're not feeding what feeds us, those things wither and die. We wonder sometimes where our challenges, and again, I'm not coming to, from a, a hard place today. I want us to see the truth of this revelation so we can get things in order. If anybody's gonna get your attention, if anybody's gonna get your affection, it needs to be where you're getting it in your home. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, he reaps. Don't just receive from God, return back to God. Now let's, let's break it down into this setting. So Easter was a great example, so many wonderful things. Jesus dying on the cross, the resurrection power, the payment and the power for you and I. There's nothing greater that's been given. So let's make sure that if we're receiving from God, we need to be giving back to God. See, that happens in our walk and the struggles we face in life. The first place we should look is, are we feeding what feeds us? Are we responding back to God? Because we eat freely from God, so freely we need to give back to God. And so maybe it's an establishment today of getting things back in the proper order. Because what we'll do is we'll receive, receive, and God will bless our life, and then we'll want to go live our life over here in this way, in this capacity. We walk away from the things of God and we forget where it came from at times and where the blessing is and where the healing is, where the freedom comes from, where, where the prosperity comes from. And we'll spend so many times over here and yet God's relegated to maybe one day a week at times. Don't just be a consumer when it comes to God. We receive from God love and trust and forgiveness. We need to give back faith and obedience to him. Amen. Don't just come, we don't just come in and sing. We don't just come in and hear a word and go home and do our own thing throughout the week. We're eating here and then we're sowing other places. That's not how God set it up. And if we can get some things by starting after our Easter, we can get some things to restart some things. Let's get this concept in, this principle rather, in order. You know, you don't go through. And how you do that is, is how you treat people. We, we talked about that earlier in the child dedication. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Another passage says, and love others. So we need to express this through how we relate to other people. God bless me. I'm going to bless someone. What is that? That's, that's for giving back to God. God put food on my table. I'm going to make sure somebody else has food on their table. God encouraged me. So I'm going to encourage someone else. God brought me out of this situation and they're going through it. I'm going to be a blessing and help them out of that situation. The Bible says, when you do it to the least of these, you do it unto me. So when we've received, we need to make sure we're giving back. And okay, we, we can't reduce. And here's what happens. We can't reduce the value of God or what he's given us to just our convenience, our schedule. And when we do that, we're reducing the value of what we receive. God's value remains the same regardless of how we respond. Amen? And so let me help you here. This is important. If we can understand that about God, how can we not understand that about our church? God's house. Some say that the church just wants my, and, and I mean, okay, and I'm gonna say this, and if, thank you for coming back at least a second time if you don't come back after this one. <laughs> so, some would say, God just wants my money and time. Or, no, the church, some would say, the church just wants my money and time. I hear that all the time. Well, if what's done here is pouring into you and making life better, why would you not feed what feeds you? It's a principle. 
if, if it's serving me, why would I not serve it? If it's serving my family, my marriage, why would I not serve it? If it's, if it's feeding us, why would we not feed it? If it's using time, talent, and treasure to feed us, why would we not use time, talent, treasure to feed it? If you're being blessed, why wouldn't you be a blessing? If it feeds you, aren't you supposed to feed it? And I'm just trying to help you to walk in the cycle of blessing God designed. I didn't design it. God designed it that way. Be not deceived. No matter what you think, be not deceived. God shall not be mocked. Whatever man sows, he reaps. And when you break the cycle with things, it dries up. But whatever your feet, whatever's feeding you, feed it. Uh, let me help you another way. You can't draw 60% and give 40% and last long. You can't draw 60% from your spouse and give 40% back and last long. You can't draw 60% from your family and give 40% and last long. You can't draw 60% from friendships and give 40. You can't draw 60 from your job and give 40. You can't draw 60 from God and give 40 back. You can't draw, you, you're gonna draw, you have to, if you're gonna draw, you have to give on the level that you draw from. Because all you're doing in that way is, well, I'm giving something back. Yeah, but eventually, because that disparity there, it's gonna wither and dry. You're just prolonging the process. So you need to give at the level you're drawing from. Otherwise, you're just slowing it down. Little by little, you're depleting a gradual decline. And some of us, if we don't understand this, and this is what I hope we understand, some of us, whether we realize it or not, have become better takers than givers. And here's what happens. Some people will think people are getting tired of them. And it's not that people get tired of you. It's that they get tired of giving 60 and only receiving 40. And over time, that's a, that weighs on them. God is not mocked. God put in a system that works. Luke 6.38 says this. Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured unto you. As long as you don't violate it, the system will work. God is not mocked. The system works. Whatsoever a man sows, he reaps. I'm gonna ask you this question. What areas of your life are you underfunding and overexpecting? What areas of your life are you underfunding and overexpecting? And we're not just talking finances, so don't just put it in that category this morning. This is all the areas of our life. Are you expecting more out of a career than what you're willing to put in, train for, prepare for, study for? Are you trying to get more out of a marriage, a family, and a relationship than you're putting into it? Are you expecting more out of a church than you're putting into it? Are you expecting more out of God than you're putting into him? So the truth is, you can't just come once a month and get all that you need for life. You can't just read your Bible only Sunday at church, get the live notes, and get what you need. You can't just pray only over your food and lay me down, now I lay me down prayer and get out what you need. You can't just sing praise and worship for 18 minutes on a Sunday and get what you need. You can't just throw a couple bucks in the bucket or buy a cup of coffee at the coffee shop and get what you need. You can't just roll in and roll out and get what you need. And I expected it to be quiet right there, but I'm a dramatic pause. This is speaking is called a dramatic pause. Just want you to know that. <laughs> and it's not that I didn't feed it, because here's what we get, but I came a couple times. I came, I did this, I gave to that. It's not that I didn't feed it. It's just that I didn't feed it very often. It wasn't that I didn't like the fig tree. I like figs, or rather, I like fig newtons. I don't care for figs, I like fig newtons, that's me. It's just, I didn't water it regularly. I watered it when I had time, when it was convenient to me or I wasn't busy. Oh, it's, it may be missing a few leaves. It doesn't look so good right now. It looks a little dry. Missing a few leaves looks a little dried up. Not because I didn't like it, but because how I treated it. 
I didn't feed it. I was overexpecting and underfunding my marriage, my family, my job, my friendship, my church, my God. The Bible says, let him that receives give back. You know, child dedication this morning, I was thinking about it, talking about the next generation. You know, way I say that, this generation. Ah, oh, this generation. You've been there talking about, man, this generation. I, I come to the realization that I need to stop talking bad about, well, this generation, because there are kids. <laughs> They're your kids and my kids. This generation, they just don't. But they're products of us. They're products of us. And we can't, we can't invest more in other places. We can't let social media, internet, government, schools, Disney raise our kids. We cannot. This, this coming generation, I don't know if you know this, this coming generation is the most unchurched, Bible illiterate generation yet. And they know very little about God. Why? Because we don't take them to church. We don't take them to Sunday school. We don't take them to youth meetings. We don't get them to summer camp. We don't get them to kids camp. And let me say next week, you saw the video or the Tree TV next week, we're gonna invest in summer camp for our teens, amen? We're all gonna invest in that. We don't teach them about God. We don't teach them the, the Bible. We don't even read the Bible in front of them many times, much less with them. We don't, they, don't see, they don't see us reading the Bible. We don't go to church regularly. We, we have other things that we place priority over sometimes. We can say whatever we want about the next generation, but there are kids. We talk as if the rest of somebody else's. Saturday morning during prayer, as I was praying, the Lord just dropped this on my heart, praying for legacy. What we're building here is not a church, what we're building here is a legacy. And the legacy lasts beyond the physical building or a property. And we're not, we're not giving a, a church building and 54 acres to those that come behind us. We're giving them a legacy of the life, love, and power of Jesus. Well, we're giving them. We're giving them the power of God to do and believe anything, no matter what the world looks like, no matter that, that, that they're serving a God that can do anything at any time. That's what we're leaving for them, but they have to see it. They have to see it in us. In order for that to happen, we need to feed what feeds us. We need to teach them to do the same thing. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. Maybe we need to make an adjustment today. Maybe we need to make a fresh start today. And I didn't mean this for this to be hard. I hope it didn't come out hard. I meant it for be truth. So we could see and examine our lives. Are we feeding what's feeding us? Are we overexpecting and underfunding? Are, are we taking away 60 but only giving 40? Because the Bible says in those different scenarios, if you will, that eventually things will wither and die. But if we'll realize where we're at today with honesty and transparency and make the adjustment in our heart and then in our action. We'll see that cycle of blessing keep coming around again and keep coming around. See, that's, God set it up that way so he didn't have to come to the earth every time and make a tree. <laughs> he didn't have to come to the earth and every time meet your need. He didn't have to create more stuff because you need more stuff. He created a system that it will produce after itself if you'll just work the system. If you'll just work the system. So you'll find yourself asking for God for less stuff because the system works. When you feed what feeds you, it's just there. It produces in your life. But if you get away from that, things begin to wither and die. Here's what I know. God is a good and faithful God, and his word works. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.